Welcome to the May 11th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly. I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 11. But before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for everyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything that you have in store for them today. Lord, I pray that they would get revelation knowledge from something that they hear today. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 11, verse 1. Dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. When pride comes, then comes shame, but with the humble is wisdom. The integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. The righteousness of the blameless will direct his way aright, but the wicked will fall by his own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright will deliver them, but the unfaithful will be caught by their lust. When a wicked man dies, his expectation will perish, and the hope of the unjust perishes. The righteous is delivered from trouble, and it comes to the wicked instead. The hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge the righteous will be delivered. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices, and when the wicked perish, there is jubilation. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. He who is devoid of wisdom despises his neighbor, but a man of understanding holds his peace. A talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is of a faithful spirit conceals a matter. Where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors there is safety. He who is surety for a stranger will suffer, but one who hates being surety is secure. A gracious woman retains honor, but ruthless men retain riches. The merciful man does good for his own soul, but he who is cruel troubles his own flesh. The wicked man does deceptive work, but he who sows righteousness will have a sure reward. As righteousness leads to life, so he who pursues evil pursues it to his own death. Those who are of a perverse heart are an abomination to the Lord, but the blameless in their ways are his delight. Though they join forces, the wicked will not go unpunished, but the posterity of the righteous will be delivered. As a ring of gold in a swine's snout, so is a lovely woman who lacks discretion. 
The desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. There is one who scatters, yet increases more, and there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. The people will curse him who withholds grain, but blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. He who earnestly seeks good finds favor, but trouble will come to him who seeks evil. He who trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like foliage. He who troubles his own house will inherit the wind, and the fool will be servant to the wise of heart. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. If the righteous will be recompensed on the earth, how much more the ungodly and the sinner. Today we are going to look at verse 19 as righteousness leads to life, so he who pursues evil pursues it to his own death. Guys, I'm going to tie this in to the people we're going to see today. So let's look at the first part of that verse, as righteousness leads to life. We are going to look at an example of Noah in the Old Testament who was considered righteous. And then we are going to look at he who pursues evil. We're going to look at an example in the New Testament, and that is Judas Iscariot. And then we're going to look at another person who was righteous as well. And I'm going to surprise you with that later. So let's look at Genesis, and we are going to begin on chapter 7, verse 1. We are looking for someone who is righteous. Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. You shall take with you seven each of every clean animal, a male and his female, two each of animals that are unclean, a male and his female, also seven each of birds of the air, male and female, to keep the species alive on the face of all the earth. For after seven more days, I will cause it to rain on the earth forty days and forty nights, and I will destroy from the face of the earth all living things that I have made. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was six hundred years old when the floodwaters were on the earth. Okay, let's take a deeper, let's take a dive into this, um, into this story. First of all, at this time, this is probably hard for many of you to understand, 
But at this time, there had never been such thing as rain. Okay, so it's kind of interesting. I think when God first told him, Noah, to build an ark, he, you know, he was righteous, so he said, okay, God, what do you want me to do? I want you to build a boat. Okay, and he was very clear. The boat was 450 feet long, so it's the length of one and a half football fields. I want you to try to picture this. You know, when you sit there and think of an ark, you know it's big. You know it has to contain all of the animals that needed to be there. But one thing I want to get across is that God is a God of order. And, you know, there will be examples that I will show here, but he's telling him, be specific, that the ark has to be made of gopher wood. It has to be 450 feet long. And it's got to be three, uh, 50 cubits uh, wide and 30 cubits high. So he told him exact specifications of what this is to do. He told him where to put the windows. So here he is telling him he's got to have seven of each animal. He does this, and let's play out the rest of the story. So the rain comes down for 40 days and 40 nights. And it gets so much rain that all of the mountains of the earth, everything on earth is totally, totally covered by the rain. And we don't know exactly how long they were on the ark, but it could have been as long as a year. Okay? So anyway, Noah is righteous and God has decided he's going to get rid of all of mankind, everything on the earth, everything except Noah and his wife and Noah's three sons and their wives. So for the sake of eight people, God made a covenant with Noah, and because of that, we are here today. Otherwise, everything would have been destroyed. I think that's awesome. Now let's look at the evil part of this. And we all know the story. We are in Matthew chapter 26, and I've introduced you to Matthew before, and we know he used to be a tax collector, but now he has become a disciple of Jesus and is following him. So in the 26th chapter of Matthew, we are beginning in verse 14. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him, meaning Jesus, to you? And they counted out to him thirty pieces of silver. So from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. So thirty pieces of silver... I want to give you an indication of exactly how much that is. And basically, the standard for buying a slave at that time was 30 pieces of silver. So what we're saying is the, 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 the chief priests are basically saying that Jesus is no more valuable 
to them than a slave and buying a slave. So even though he was the savior of the world, that is the price that the chief priest put on Jesus. Now, one thing I do want to point out that's maybe sometimes overlooked a little bit is that Judas was one of Jesus's inner circle. He was actually one of his 12 disciples. He had been with Jesus for three years. He was like a very, very close friend of Jesus. And I want to point out that we know that Judas was the treasurer. So in order for Jesus to put the faith of all of the money of the ministry in Judas's hands, he must have been a man of integrity up until this point. But once Judas did this, and once he realized what was at stake, and by him turning in Jesus, he knew that Jesus was going to die, so Judas became very remorseful. So if you look at Matthew 27, just two chapters later, Let's go to verse 3. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? You see to it. Then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. So let's look and see what our proverb said today. So he who pursues evil pursues it to his own death. Wow, that was really pretty liber uh, literal. But I want to take a closer look at the same chapter in Matthew, and let's look at another example of a righteous person, beginning in verse 6. And when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when his disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, but me you do not have always. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. I've always loved hearing this story. Now, what some of you may not know is how expensive is very costly fragrant oil. 
Another gospel tells us that it was worth 300 denarii. And in 2013 dollars, uh, uh, 2013 dollars, yes, the year 2013, that basically says that that was amount of a year's wages. And in 2013, they estimated that to be roughly $53,000. So I kind of want you to, let's picture ourselves being in this. And $53,000 bottle of perfume. And you sit there and go, why on earth would it cost that much? Well, it was made of a special kind of nard. And that was found only in India. And it was found in the Himalayan mountains. It was very, very hard to find this stuff, much less make it. So a year's worth of wages. It probably had cost her her whole life. In my commentary in my Bible, it says that more than likely she had originally planned on using that for her burial. And yet she came to love Jesus so much and she understood who he was and she was willing basically to give her entire life's savings to anoint him and pour it over his head and prepare for his burial. And I like this again. I want to read this again in verse 13. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Okay, so let's take a quick recap of our proverb of the day, as righteousness leads to life. So we talked about Noah and him being a righteous person, and we talked about this lady who was willing to give up something very, very valuable to prepare Jesus for his birth. And then we talked about he who pursues evil pursues it to his own death. So Judas Iscariot, even though he was remorseful and wanted to return the silver, they would not let him, and because of that, he knew that in the end, what he had originally schemed would happen, and Jesus would be killed, that he went and hanged himself. I will never close a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If you would simply repeat after me this prayer, Father God, thank you for sending Jesus down to earth. Jesus, thank you that you were willing to die on a cross for me, that even though you never sinned, you knew that I would sin and you were willing to die so that I would be forgiven of my sins. Thank you for saving me. I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you said that prayer today, please send me a quick email. Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, 0807 at protonmail.com. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.